0: Well, our first visit with Cody and Kavanaugh in the month of February, 2024. This is the month crop insurance values get set. We'll uh, probably touch on that before our time is up. Pretty important given the volatility of domestic and global markets. Next Thursday, February 8th, we'll get the February WASDE report. Typically not much in the February report of any consequence. And then a week after that, the 15th, the annual Ag Outlook Forum, which basically amounts to the reading of tea leaves about where they think the market will go this year and what may or may not affect it. we get Coley and Kavanaugh's opinions on that, standing by with their thoughts and commentary as well. Guys are brought to you each and every week by the Alley County Farm Bureau. And right now, your state farm bureau, that would be all of the county farm bureaus, all hands on deck right now at the state house for the new session. I'm going to be down there this next Monday uh, to uh, talk to some of the legislators and so, uh, you know, about some of the things that are affecting farm families around the state. Your membership supports that. Go online to itpaystobeamember.org. Well, David, as we look at the export sales this past week, the soybean export sales chart really been kind of telling lately because soybean export sales have been drifting lower. And this week it was like, whoa, really lower at six million bushels, suggesting that buyers, David, I think, but probably shifting to South America beans because they're so much cheaper.
1: Yeah, cuz the weekly export sales in metric tons was 165, China bought 163.8 and Egypt bought 120 120- wait a minute what happened unknown Uh uh-huh canceled that's right wrote off 407 (laughs) metric tons that's why the bean sales fell so much but look at corn sales 1.207 and japan was the big corn buyer they bought 503 mexico bought 373 very strong unknown did cancel 105 but it really didn't matter that much but as bad as the bean numbers were the corn numbers were good
2: david that's awful though that shade cancellation we've been talking about that you know the last couple of weeks we're fearful that some cancellations were going to start showing up and it looks like they started
0: one of the other things real quickly here you know as we mentioned the u.s uh, i want to run run back go back to beans here real quickly david you know as we mentioned the u.s has started importing beans into the east coast uh Uh yeah pretty sure that's about this dollar 50 difference between u.s beans and brazilian beans
1: a buck and a half difference rob yeah, Whoa. And if you're on the East Coast and you can bring them into a harbor from a boat, it's a lot cheaper than trying to truck them in from somewhere or railing them in from somewhere. And sure, they would, because the price, of course, is the big factor here. And I know inflation's settling down, but not every piece in the puzzle is actually settling down.
0: Saw on the uh, corn sales, Japan, Mexico, South Korea, some of the big buyers there. But uh, China, they were taking us in the opposite direction, Sean.
2: Yeah, they sure are. By the way, those plants, locations where the beans came in on the East Coast was at Norfolk, Virginia, and Chesapeake.
0: You've got some information that you found out this week, John, about uh, China and corn sales. What's going on there?
2: Well, I'm going to use a little bit of history here. If we go back to crop year 2021, that's the year that we had the huge bull market start. We all remember that. We talked about this for some time, that the reason that that occurred was because China came out of seemingly nowhere to buy that year 29 and a half million tons of corn. Now, now, they had never imported in history more than seven and a half million tons of corn. and They went from seven and a half to twenty nine and a half. And a lot of it came out of the United States, twenty one and a half million tons. The U.S. had never exported more than four million tons of corn to china previously in history so it went up fivefold in one year and all of the excess corn supplies were taken out and prices therefore skyrocketed now interestingly since 2021 china has filled buying uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 22 to 25 million tons of corn per year out of the u.s though that 21 and a half has dropped the last three years just seven to nine million Whoops. dropped off sharply Mm. Now, what what is one of the reasons why we've talked about Brazil becoming a significant corn exporter? Let's go back to 2021 again. And guess what? Brazil exported in 2021 a total of 21 million bushels of corn. This coming year, they're expected to export 50 million tons of corn. That's two and a half times as much just in the past four years. You want to know what's happened to U.S. corn exports? It's right there. Well, you know what happened, David. They have this this huge corn reserve that they keep, and nobody knew how big it was, and it went out of condition. They had to get rid of it, and then they wanted to build those stocks back up we didn't see it coming because we don't get that good information out of China. I don't know where they came in and started buying up corn all over the world, including the U.S. And they literally sucked up all the excess supplies, driving prices Hmm. significantly higher. True.
0: All of this sort of impacts at one point or another on the corn soybean price ratio. And uh, right now we're at about 2.5. We've talked about that. We talked about it at the Fort William Farm Show. But this question was rhetorically posed this week by StoneX. And they said, if the corn soybean soybean price ratio is in the 2.4 area and new crop corn is in the mid fours. Is it likely or possible that soybeans could drift down to the mid $10 range? What say you, Mr. Kavanaugh?
2: Frankly, from what I'm hearing from analysts around the country is that this coming year, given the current profitability of corn and soybeans, that we're likely to see a shift of two to three million acres of corn to soybeans. So the analysts are estimating, and we're going to start getting some numbers coming out of favor, It's all guesswork at this point, of course, but we could lose two to three million corn acres. At the same time, we're going to pick up at least two million, maybe three million soybean acres. Mm. Now, here's what bothers me. If we have good weather, by the way, I don't know if I completely agree with those numbers or not. Some people are forecasting an even bigger increase in soybean acres because of the more profitability of beans, at least currently. But the point of the matter is, uh uh-oh, we add those number of soybean acres to the pot, we have a trend line yield, and next year's carryover builds to what well, the government's estimating around 350 million <laughs> and some are even talking about 400 plus million carry older. bottom line yeah. on that is very simple if it happens and it's a big if prices are going to really tank that's a burdensome supply of soybeans it's going to be one of the highest numbers in years and one of the highest uh, ratios uh, carryout ratios in years and that means sharply lower prices now you guys can argue with me on this one I please, will. please do producers out there or consider this. If you're going to plant soybeans next year, and obviously you're going to plant some, especially if you're going to plant more soybean acres next year, I really think you should consider getting half of your expected production sold at current prices using an HTA contract well
1: they can lock in that price that's for sure but you know what i'm going to say about Poxitani phil the groundhog (laughs) said that it was a shadow day and he was saying spring is going to be four to six weeks earlier and farmers are now saying it's going to be 94 million acres of corn how many acres of beans are all around 88 88, 85 you know wow john poxatawney phil's ruling the grain markets right now
2: (laughs) Well, that's so, a good point. And the biggest variable uh, left out there, price is part of it. But the rest of it is the weather.
1: Yeah. Obviously, if we have
2: an early spring, you're going to pick up more corn acres, and we won't see as much switching, despite the economics. Farmers are optimistic. They love corn. So this is all arguable. And that's why when I say consider doing this about selling that much beans, because the price is high and it currently is profitable. And if we did have more bean acres as much as they're thinking, and we had trendline yields, we're going sharply lower. So give yes. a consideration, am I sold on this idea of
0: course
2: not that's a bold thing to do this early
0: (laughs) that's it right there think about it and david when we talk about weather one of the things that comes to mind for me is because you've mentioned this so many times before to us is about the Safrina corn crop in brazil clearly three quarters of what they grow down there and it has had some difficulties weather wise and i'm just kind of wondering about how the Safrina corn crop if there are big issues with it because of weather is going to impact on this conversation
1: Oh, definitely so, because they're really pushing exports hard from that Safrina corn. You know, they're using the regular corn they plant first for animal feed, but that rest of that corn all has to go to the export market. And the deal is with El Nino. The South Americans are talking about it, and they see El Nino continuing. In fact, the latest Argentine forecast was 10 to 16 days of hot and dry coming in Argentina. Mm. How much would affect Brazil? I don't know. But the point is, with La Nina there, I'm banking on some more weather issues developing, especially in the next few weeks before the end of february
0: yeah all right well uh we're running out of time here so i I gotta ask you about this dave this one jumped off the page to me was the size of the u.s cattle herd has dropped to the smallest since 1951 really
1: absolutely yes the on-feed number down to 14.4 i mean it's just unbelievable we've got less calves less beef cows what what's going to take to make this happen. Well, you're going to have to see the feed costs come down, number one. The pasture conditions have improved, but the weekly export sales really hurt this week for beef. 16.1. Pork was back up to 42.9. And guess who was the big buyer of pork? Mexico. Of course. But the next one, Canada at 12.6. So we're selling our two partners uh, the majority of our pork at this point.
0: Well, Kavanaugh's getting getting like a double dose here this week because he's got some (laughs) stuff to tell us about pork.
1: Well, I got a question
2: here for David. I will start off with that way. David, China is one of the few countries not suffering from inflation. Right. Pork, a major input in the Chinese inflation index, has been under pressure. Hog feeders have been losing money feeding large numbers of pigs, producing too much pork for the market. Right. Now, how do you explain, if they can't find a home locally for their own pork, last week they bought 12,600 tons of pork out of the United States. What's going on there?
1: Well, the reason is that they like our pork. They like the taste of it. There's more it. In it. Hogs over in China are very lean. Taste is what I want to say leather like. No, it's more rubbery like. Our pork <laughs> is easier to eat than the Chinese, especially since the Chinese are overproducing it. They might as well start making shoes out of the hogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very good. Excellent job, gentlemen. The visit each week with Coley and Kavanaugh is made possible by support from the Allen County Farm Bureau, your local Indiana Farm Bureaus, all of them support Indiana agriculture in every single way. From the classroom programs for kids to the state house right now during the current session to make sure that lawmakers really know the important issues to Hoosier Farm Families. Now, when you support the Farm Bureau with a membership, you get a lot of really neat benefits, but you're also supporting the farmers that feed us. So please, if you like to eat, even if you're not a farm family, go online to itpaystobeamember.org.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.